Welcome to the High Life Podcast. I'm Meredith Wadsworth, and I'm here to help you on your journey towards honoring yourself every day. This is a journey of self-healing and self-discovery. Becoming aware of our subconscious root story, owning who we are, and shifting perspective, we begin to awaken to our higher selves, and with that, live a more intuitive, intentional, and fulfilling life. everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. It's so good to be back. I took a few weeks off to go be in Florida with some friends and family and just take some much needed me time, some introspective time, some reflective time and being really with my thoughts, being really present with my family, doing a lot of reading um, and just taking that that mental break, that, that social media break um, and allowing myself to just mellow out. And I just want to start by saying that it's okay to give yourself time to retreat, to go inward, and to be a little bit less present in your external commitments. And that's not to say, like, don't take care of your responsibilities um, and be there for the people who need you, but it's okay to take some space. It's okay if you need to heal inwardly. And if you feel like you ever have the pressure to constantly share what you're going through on social media or whatever, you know, I think that's amazing when certain people uh, can be really, um, really vocal and share the struggles that they're going through right in the thick of it. That's admirable. And I, that if that helps them heal, like all the power to those people, for me, I am someone who needs to take space, who needs to go inward. And then I need to be able to then have takeaways or lessons or make sense of that experience before I then share it. Because for me, that's how it's going to be most productive and most supportive for others is when I've shared it from a place where I've made it to the other side. So if that's you and you're feeling guilty or you're feeling shameful or you feel like there's something wrong with you because you can't be upfront and and, and you feel like you can't be honest or transparent in, in whatever struggles you're facing right now, like, don't feel bad about that. Allow yourself space. Allow yourself to go inward. You have that permission. There's no pressure for you to show up constantly all day, every day, and share what you're going through. Even if you've chosen that lifestyle, even if you've chosen to be a coach, even if you've chosen to be someone who is more public with your healing, like I have, you have the option at every moment to choose differently. And you don't have to justify that to anyone. I'm not saying this to try to justify why I took a little bit of a break or a hiatus or anything like that. I'm saying it because it's the truth. You don't, you don't owe anyone an explanation for anything. But you owe yourself space. You owe yourself permission to heal on your own terms. And so I just want to start by saying that, whatever you're going through, you have full permission over how your healing looks. Okay, so now to shift into the topic that I really wanted to focus on today, which is this topic of creating your own overwhelm and indulging in that overwhelm. And you may start by saying, why would I ever create my own overwhelm? That, that Even the idea of that gives me anxiety. Um, well, first of all, the reason could be that oftentimes – Overwhelm and anxiety serves in our minds as a reason to not create change, to not do something, to not show up 
to not pay attention to certain parts of our lives that need attention. And again, you might be thinking, why would I do that? Well, we do it subconsciously because sometimes making those changes, it requires being brave. It requires being vulnerable. It requires doing something that you've never done before. It's scary. It requires uncertainty. Whereas being in a place of overwhelm, as much as as unpleasant and as much as it it sucks, sometimes we hold ourselves there in order to not do the scary thing, in order to not do the uncertain thing and the unpredictable thing, and instead we choose to play to play. We choose to stay in a place that is familiar, predictable, uncomfortable, usually not fun. But we stay there rather than doing the the really vulnerable thing, the really challenging thing, which is making positive changes in our life. For example, if you are feeling really overwhelmed, someone you're maybe you're a yes person. You say yes to a lot of things, even things that you don't really energetically feel like you want to do, but you say yes because you're a people pleaser, which is a whole other topic. But and I and I feel you if you are one because that's me too. But if you say yes to a lot of things and you just overwhelm your plate and then you feel like you're spreading yourself really thin, Sometimes you'll find yourself saying, you know, I really want to do X, Y, Z, but I just don't have the time. I have all these other, Ooh, excuse me, a little hiccup there. I have all these other things on my plate that I need to do, that I need to tend to, that I need to focus on. And I just have no time to do that thing. As much as I would love to do that, as much as I would love to, to quit my job, to take a vacation, to take more time for myself, to, to spend more time on my hobbies, I just can't because I have... X, Y, and Z. And sometimes, usually, most of the time, there are ways to manage those things. There are ways to stop saying yes to everything. There are ways to delegate. There are ways to take things off your plate. But we don't because holding on to those things and allowing the overwhelm is actually serving us in some way some sneaky subconscious ways that our overwhelm is serving us. If you are someone who identifies as a people pleaser, as saying yes to a lot of things, you like to hold on to that overwhelm because it re- it reaffirms your your self-image. It reaffirms the identity you have of yourself. If you are someone who likes to take on projects for other people, who likes to help a lot of people, these aren't bad qualities. These are amazing qualities, but we do it to our own detriment sometimes. And if that is the if that is an identity that you have, if that's something that you use to describe yourself, like I am a person who takes on more than I can handle, you're going to keep doing that. Even if you feel like you don't want to, you're going to keep doing that because it reaffirms your identity. It reaffirms what you know to be true about yourself. So that changing that starts with changing your self-talk. It starts with changing your self-image. It also starts with changing where you get your sense of self-worth. Because a lot of times people pleasers, people who say yes to a lot of things, we get our sense of self-worth from being there for other people, from, from making others feel less stressed and taking on that stress for ourselves. We, we, we tend to want to place other people's emotions above our own because we've we've at somewhere along the line this can be childhood conditioning it can be 
you know, from a number of things, but at somewhere along the line, we've taken on the role of being a fixer or a mediator or a savior or a parent, even if you're not a parent, maybe you had to parent yourself or maybe you had to parent your parents or maybe you had to parent a sibling, but you're this caretaker. So you're the doer, you take care of other things and then you come last. And so this is just a reaffirmation of this part of yourself. But shifting your self-worth in that case involves detaching from the need to be needed by others. If you get your sense of self-worth from being needed or feeling needed, then you're still seeking external validation and you're not giving yourself yourself that sense of self-worth. So that is just one example of how holding on and creating your own overwhelm can be serving you as much as you on the surface like to think that your overwhelm is something that you would like to get rid of. You could be subconsciously holding on to it. Another example could be holding on to our overwhelm because it helps it it, it takes us off the hook from dealing with other parts of our life that we are scared to look at or we're scared to actually deal with or we're scared to venture out into. So here's another example. If you are someone who feels totally overwhelmed by your job, your job makes you anxious, you're not fulfilled by it, you know, you also maybe don't like the place that you live, um, you're not happy in your relationship, there are just a lot of things on your plate that are weighing you down and you feel overwhelmed by it. And there are several action steps that you could take, but they're really, they're scary. They're uncertain. You could quit your job. You could move. You could end your relationship or do, you know, have the scary conversation with your partner to try to make things better for the both of you. But instead, we bask and we marinate in that overwhelm because it's more certain, it's more familiar, and there's more... Um, it's, it's, it's sort of a, it's sort of ironic that there's more stability there than in actually doing the work to shift out of that overwhelmed state, because it's really scary to believe that you deserve better than to work in a job that doesn't fulfill you, to live in a place that, that really resonates with your soul and inspires you and motivates you to be in a relationship that actually serves you. You deserve those things, but if we have any sort of narrative that we don't, we're going to stay in our overwhelm to avoid our own potential because we would rather indulge in, in the beliefs we have about our potential than to actually step out into the world and do the scary thing and potentially not meet our potential. I hope that wasn't confusing because I know I just used the word potential a lot there. But I hope that you get what I'm trying to say is that sometimes it's easier to live in our dreams and believe that they're possible and to not actually work towards those dreams than to actually take action towards them and potentially risk, you know, not act, not fulfilling those dreams. But would you rather believe that your dreams were out there and to never move towards them? than to actually start taking action to move towards them. And maybe you won't get exactly where your dreams thought, where you thought you you were going to be, but at least you've made progress. You've taken those steps to move towards something closer. Yes, 
you know, failure is always a risk, but also that's about reframing what failure means to you. Sometimes failure, in most cases, failure doesn't actually mean like, you know, not achieving what you wanted to achieve, but achieving it in a different way is going to be necessary. The first, the first way that you tried, it didn't work. So it just means trying again. It, it means reframing what failure means. It means maybe it doesn't, maybe it, it can mean pivoting. Maybe it can mean your first attempt out of several attempts. It can mean just practicing. It can just mean progress. It can just mean learning. We're getting a little bit off topic here, but it's important because your fear of failure is is often the thing that's keeping you stuck in your own overwhelm. It's the fear of failure of not being able to improve your life by doing things differently. So you're just going to continue doing things the same because you, at least you have that certainty. So those are two key ways that we like to create our own overwhelm and we like to hold on to our own overwhelm. It makes us feel safe. It makes us feel certain, even if it makes us feel uncomfortable. It's part of our comfort zone because we've dealt with overwhelm before and we know that we can deal with it again rather than making the shifts that are going to get us out of that overwhelmed state. And this can apply to pretty much anything in your life that you feel like you are holding onto and gripping onto and and struggling and resisting against for a long time. So if there, if you feel like you're at a place where you've done all you could, you know, you're, you're doing, you feel like you're doing the work to make changes. You're trying what you can, but you're feeling like, you just can't get around it. I would really encourage you to look at how, in what way is this overwhelm, is this anxiety, is this stress actually serving you? It's what, what purpose does it have in your life? Is it giving you, is it allowing you off the hook in some way? Is it providing you a sense of certainty? Is it reaffirming an identity that you have, whether even if that's a negative identity? For example, another version of this can be health problems, right? If we're someone who has created an entire narrative, an entire identity around a health problem that we have, then it's going to be a lot harder for for our bodies to heal from that because as we know, there's a really strong mind-body connection and the beliefs that we have around ourselves ultimately communicate with our with our with our brain, with our bodies and we're going to hold on to this identity that we have around our around a certain illness or around a certain condition and our body's going to hold on to that. We're going to we're going to continue to see ourselves in that way and it's going to be a lot harder to actually heal and recover from that and to let go of that, if that's an identity that we constantly are relying on for a sense of certainty and a sense of self-image and a sense of self-worth. So take a really close look at the things you use to define yourself and the things that you're using to keep you where you are because it may be that you're creating your own little circus right now, your own sense of overwhelm. It may very well be that the place that you feel really stuck right now is the place that you're actually choosing deliberately to be in because you'd rather be there than to be in the uncertainty of elsewhere, even if that elsewhere 
is a better place. So I will leave you with that. Journal about this. I really encourage that. And see what comes up. And I also want to say that wherever you are in your healing, like this, like no part of this is to shame or to judge. Like this is a huge exercise in self-compassion. And I'm saying, and again, everything that I share on this podcast, I share from a place of dealing with it myself. So I have absolutely had aha moments within myself where I've realized I am holding on to this. This thing that I say that I don't want, this thing that I say I, I want to let go of and shift out of, I'm holding on to it because it is serving me somehow. It is reaffirming a belief I have about myself, a belief I have about somebody else. It is providing me with a story that I that I really like to tell myself, even if it's not a full story, even if it's not the truth. But we like, as human beings, we are programmed to tell stories and to have narratives. And if creating a certain sense of overwhelm or stress in our lives or, or holding on to a situation that we don't enjoy completes a narrative where we tend to want to cling to that, even if we know it's not serving us. But I want to encourage you to come at this, this exercise or, or, or look at yourself under this lens with a huge, huge sense of self-compassion and no judgment, no shame. We don't want that. We just are trying to be curious about ourselves, about our behaviors, about our beliefs, to have greater self-awareness so that we can move forward from a more authentic place, so that we can question why we do certain things, certain behaviors we have, so that we can look more closely at our lives and see what needs to change. And it's so important to do this from a place where you are understanding and compassionate and and gentle with yourself as much as you would be with a family member or your best friend or a child all right so with that wherever you are be there fully honor yourselves every day and i will talk to you on the next episode Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and got something useful out of it. If you did, it would mean so much to me if you could share this with a friend, share it to your social media. If you could rate, subscribe, and leave a review, it would be awesome. I would appreciate it so much, and it would help get this in the ears of other listeners so that we can all do this work together and make this world a better place for us all. Also, I want to say that if you are interested in working with me, I have a couple spots left for one-on-one private coaching starting this month. It's March currently. And if you want to get started working with me, it is for 12 weeks of one-on-one coaching during which we will work to uncover all of the limiting beliefs holding you back. We'll look at your root story. We'll look at the narrative that you have around your life and how you can shift out of that to tell a narrative that is more in line with your authentic self and embody that higher version of you. I don't just tell you how to change your life, but I help you to tap into your own wisdom and support you at every step along the way. So if any of this resonates with you, if anything you've ever heard on my podcast or my platform resonates with you, then coaching is really going to take things to the next level. So if you're ready and you're curious, that's all it takes. Reach out to me and I can't wait to talk soon.